I'm Dave Hill. I was born and raised in America, but my grandfather, Clarence Vincent Blake Sr., was from Canada. Clinton, Ontario, to be exact. And when I was a kid growing up on the mean streets of suburban Cleveland, Ohio, my grandfather would thrill and amaze me and my siblings with tales of his mysterious and magical homeland located just across majestic Lake Erie. My grandfather's been up in that big hockey arena in the sky for over 30 years now, so I figured it was time I finally learned more about his country, which is why I started this podcast on which I try to learn more about Canada, one Canadian at a time. This is So You're Canadian. Today, well, I'll do, the, I'll do the quick intro and then we'll get right into it. Today I come to you from New York City where it's weirdly sunny and warm today, even though I feel like it could, shouldn't be. I'm very <laughs> concerned. And uh, my guest is here already. Usually, as anyone who's heard the show before, usually I do an intro and then we jump to the guest, but she's sitting here. Right in front of me. And this, as anyone who's listened to the show also knows, I often say, hey, get in touch if you want to be on the show. <laughs> and she's an example of this. And I don't have that many details. And we're going to get them all, all of them right now. Joining me from just a few blocks away, not that far, but she is 1,000% Canadian, Allison Moore. Hey. Hello. Thank you for coming over. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Um, so I've had a lot of people write to me, and I've had a few that I've successfully coordinated to have on the show that I've written, but I'm fuzzy on the details other than what details I've gotten just in. I mean, I could go back and look at our correspondence and right. be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But why do that when I can just ask uh, you directly? You are from originally from where in Canada? Ontario, I'm afraid. That's okay. <laughs> I knew that, but where? So, I so I um, am Canadian by choice. So I grew up an American citizen. Wait a minute. This is breaking. Wait, how, <laughs> how does this work? This was in the in the backstory. Um, no, I know. But, I um, but so wait, give Canadian, me the whole. You, so a, this is. As a very young 20, 24-year-old and moved to Canada and then began learning about that there's a reality outside of the United States and that this not a... everyone in the U.S. or everyone outside of the U.S. just wants to be an American citizen, which I always thought. It was very shocking. And then the longer I lived there, the more I fell in love with the country and then decided to become a citizen. Well, this is this is exactly what I'm talking about. Like... Um, and why I'm doing the show is to, but you're a perfect guest in mm. that you could, so you can speak from both sides. I mean, there's, you know, there's someone like Malcolm Gladwell who lives, who's spent most of his life here at this point. And, uh, so you moved to Canada. So you were born where in the United States? Pennsylvania, just outside of Philadelphia. Cherry Hill, New Jersey? No. No. That's not even Pennsylvania. Um, I just I just like to There's a stop a on the turnpike right called outside. Willow Grove. So Willow some people Grove. might have heard of Willow Grove or Doylestown is oh, here. Oh, Doylestown, where I grew up. sure. But I grew actually up in a intentional Christian community called Bryn Athen, 
Is that like a cult? Yeah. Oh, wow. (laughs) No. Often called a cult, I was told it is not a cult as I grew up. I'm just kidding. Some would say it Um, is. So, what does that mean in an intentional Christian community? Um, (laughs) The short story is they're a bunch of people that decided uh, the way their original group wasn't doing Christianity was good enough and they moved off to start their own community and do it perfectly in this little town and build their own schools and school the kids in how to do it perfectly and that's where i grew up wow and so and then you then you moved and i've been in therapy ever since oh wow so you're out of the the, you're out of this group now yeah yeah um and then so but i met my canadian husband at the school there because he was also in that religious group and he came oh, down from like Canada. They have satellite yeah. communities and And you get together and have parties, big yeah. sales. Yep. Things like the that. The way churches blood, work. Blood get donations. Together. Blood. No, really? We do oh, we but donate blood for that. Medically, not yes. for any weird no. ceremony. No, no. Absolutely. Okay, good. I just yeah. wanted to I'm really worried yeah. for a second. <laughs> blood sacrifices. Oh my what? goodness. Don't everyone do that? No. No, uh, they grew up with an. I grew up with an ethic where everyone would do blood drives all the time. Oh, which that's is great! A perfectly lovely thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. That's wonderful. So, um, uh, so then you moved to. So you met this guy. Yep, who grew up Canadian. in Toronto, and oh, those Toronto we got bastards. married. Um, he grew up in Etobicoke, which is took me a while to learn how to pronounce that because it looks it's spelled with a c-o-k-e at the end it's next to mississauga sure if you drive towards toronto from mississauga you go through etobicoke first paradise yes and it's beautiful this time of year absolutely so so you move to etobicoke 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 yeah i know (laughs) etobicoke yeah i i the listeners should know as i've told allison already uh, Lucy, my sweet dog, who's finally sleeping, was up all night Aww. with uh, some pretty sweet diarrhea. <laughs> um, so I've slept very little, which uh, is why I struggle to pronounce Etobicoke. I think you're doing great. And among among uh, other problems that I have. But um, so <laughs> so you moved to so at the age of 24, did you get married in? Pennsylvania? Yep. And then you're like, Etobicoke, here. Here we come. How did he lure you to Etobicoke? You're in Philadelphia, center of the universe. I know, honestly, he had a job there and family there, and it was a a exciting foreign destination, as far as I was concerned. And also, you go where your husband is. Like, that's how I was raised. And um, I was excited to go start a new life and yeah partly probably looking forward to figuring out who i was outside of that town (laughs) oh yeah certain deep psychological something going on there so you grew up sort of entrenched in this church in that world yep and then you're in etobicoke yep and starting to learn that there's a world outside of the united states and my little town my little town i'll just have you know was the perfectest place on the in the world in the perfectest religion and I was in the perfectest family 
in the perfectest country. That's what that's what you you were. That's taught. what I grew up believing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then my eyes started to be opened, and eventually I converted to Canadian and wow, left so, the religion. <laughs> I mean, well, sort congratulations. of. Congratulations. Thank you. So you, so you're in Tobacco. You're going to Tim Hortons for the first time in your life. Yes. It's all happening. Yep. Um, a whole new world. So what are the, what are some of the things... What did you do when you got there? Um, stayed home and got pregnant and started having babies because that's what I was told it was my job to do. And Who told I mean, you seriously, that? The church my, or the, the husband? My, this no, is, not my husband. To be I clear, mean, he's an ex-husband now, He is right? an ex-husband now, yeah. Okay. And I, I won't say bad things about him, but after 24 years, I knew I was done. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and I got three wonderful children and Canadian citizenship out of that relationship, both of all of which are fabulous. So Yeah. So yeah. do you still have you still have US citizenship? Yes. But so you so you have dual citizenship now? I do. And you can uh, you can just you could go move to Scarborough or Flin yep. Flon, Manitoba. I could. Or Sault Ste. Marie. Yep. Or uh Moose Jaw. <laughs> yep. I'm just naming places now, as I gaze at the the, uh, geisha. the Chinese geisha. The yes. title of <laughs> the painting that I bought in Musha is not Japanese geisha, Chinese right. geisha. Right. And I I paid four thousand dollars Canadian. No, I forget what I paid for that. <laughs> it was I was posting. I saw that painting for the for listener. This goes into my uh, book. It's straight out of my book, Parking the Moose, which some people have not bought yet. It's come to my attention. Um, which I am holding right now. Yeah, here. you have your Having very own copy. You're, this is exactly how laughed. you should be living. It is funny. And I'm, I you. have very high standards, I just have to say. I read books with reservations. Oh, and good. And having watched my husband laugh his way all the way through it, I was eager to oh, so he read to read it. First. it. He read it oh, first. Wow. He bought it. He read it first, and then I'm just finishing it. And... Well, the, people can read about the Chinese geisha. The Chinese that, geisha. I think I paid... I can't remember. I remember I took a picture. It was at the Moose Jaw Tourism Center, which is... Mac the Moose is right outside. Yep. So they had some stuff, all sorts of things for sale inside. And I saw this painting, <laughs> and I was really drawn to it, but I was... I think it was like 78 bucks. Really? I can't remember. But that number jumps out at me. I can't remember seventy eight. And or, you look at it, and it, you just instantly think moose jaw, I like anyone paid, would, right? Yeah, and yeah. I would have paid seventy nine for that. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's got moose jaw all over it. <laughs> I think I have a moose jaw refrigerator magnet. I have a Sask- uh, Saskatchewan refrigerator magnet. I can see from here. This is a sweet gig you got. Oh, the buying Canadian things? Yeah, and just traveling around, <laughs> getting paid to travel Canadian. I know, Canada. I, I know. I love yeah. it. I, I, I'm hoping there can be a, uh, sequel. a sequel where totally. I really, because I really failed, uh, not by choice, but just uh, my editors were like, okay, bring it on home. No, none of it for you. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, getting back to it. So how did, gosh, this see, this is the problem. Oh, so you, so you have, uh, the, I, as anyone who listens to anything I do, I digress and it, I just completely yeah. lose the thread. But you have dual <laughs> That's c- what citizenship I do. now. And so you're in, um, the, you're outside of Toronto in the town, Etobicoke. Etobicoke. Uh-huh. I've already, 
It's actually part of Greater Toronto. I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and just be Etobicoke, Etobicoke. <laughs> Do you know if you say Etobicoke three times in the dark into a mirror, uh, you immediately uh, live in Scarborough? I think, no, I think Tim Horton shows up and Tim gives an interview. Yeah. The actual Tim Horton? Yeah, the guy that died in a car accident in Ontario, don't you think? Yeah, that's pretty scary. Do you know, also in my book, he he had no, he never knew of the empire that, nope. that bears his name. No, he, and uh, I, I've heard that his widow wasn't treated very well by the empire either. I don't know that for but sure. Then but then the guy who got the empire... His daughter, I think, married Tim Horton's son. Oh. I might be getting this right, but yeah, it's a whole oh, wild okay. thing. Like that sort of he started off. The balance. I think it was like hamburgers first, and then that's what I've heard. It turned into something else. Um, it is the lifeblood of Canada. It is so Tim Hortons. Yeah, when I lived, the last time I lived in Kitchener, Ontario, I swear, driving up Homer Watson, there was a Tim Horton on every corner like every corner and you're thinking how how can they all be in business but most of them were owned by the same guy <laughs> and every single one would have a lineup at the drive-through in the morning for a coffee every single one wow yeah it, it's crazy it's just the canadians they at least it. in that town they can't get enough of it and i can say that um because it tastes exactly the same no matter what location you go to it's the, it becomes your coffee, like the coffee, what you're used to it tasting like, and you know exactly what to order to get exactly what wow. you're used to. So that that has a lot of power. And um, I, I've had people tell me it's terrible coffee, but when it's what you know and love, it's what you know and love. I've had it. It seems fine to me. Mm-hmm. Though, I, you know, I'm a man of low standards. Ask <laughs> right. around. Right. Well, right. I, uh, you know, when it comes people to People have coffee. tried to educate me around coffee, too, and I just, like... I know what I like and I don't like, and apparently the best stuff isn't necessarily what I like. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, okay, so so you're in Toronto, you're having, or you're outside of Toronto, you're having kids. So what what are the things you start noticing as a as an a, 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 well still an American, but now a Canadian? It's citizen. funny because people would ask me that, and I, it's like the first thing I noticed was the men's haircuts were different. Back in the day. So this is like mid-1980s. And oh, yeah. so the hair fashion for men was a little different. Probably and I would say strong. it was a little more mullety, but not mullets. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, what a weird thing to notice. But I was trying to be like, how is it different? It's like, but it's different. No, it's really different. And especially anybody assuming a Canadian would just rather be an American if he could is like offensive to Canadians. And I didn't know that but what oh so know? you went in there you were the big loud and brash yes. american who thought everyone wanted to move there yeah oh how did that go over well fortunately i kept it inside and just noticed oh good yeah yeah i so think you... i did sorry anybody if i didn't <laughs> so what so the haircuts the first that jumps out and everybody you. said a when they were done yeah you know. nice day eh? like, yeah it just um, is punctuation and now, conversations, you, and I picked that up so fast. Do you still do it? Yep, sometimes. Oh wow! Um, not as much since living here because I'm not surrounded by it. Well, I want to get to when 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 you move. When very quickly, when did you move back here? But we have we're gonna stay in Canada. Twenty sixteen. 
Okay, so you spent how how many years in Canada? 30, 85, 85 to 2016, but there were like two years and then two years when I was in the U.S. So you spent most, you've spent most, most of, of my your life adult in life. Canada. Yeah, yeah. Most wow. of my life, yeah. Amazing. So. And they totally say sorry, not sorry. Oh, yeah. So I know that. <laughs> I lived it. Right. That's why I'm yeah. uh, affirming sorry. that. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, it's fun to say. Yeah. I like it. I like it. It's, yeah. <laughs> the human car horn, as I've come to call it, because I don't, it doesn't mean. The human car horn? Because it doesn't mean sorry or sorry. It just can mean whatever. Oh, right. It's like yeah, the F word. I bumped into you. Or you bumped into me. Oh, yes. But that's, you... have you seen Canadian Bacon, the movie? Yes. Okay. Where the bad guys, quote unquote, <clears throat> are running down through a crowd and knocking Canadians over and the Canadians are saying sorry, sorry, as they fall over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's accurate. Like, uh. Canadian Bacon, my, my that's a pretty great movie yeah. in many regards. And uh, my favorite moment from that movie is when I can't remember who the newscaster is in this scene, but they're talking about how Canada is coming to get right. us. And then maple syrup dripping down yeah. the map. <laughs> Whoever thought of that, my hat's off to you. A lot of good moments in there. Yeah. Very good. So then what starts to happen in, in your... You're, you you become well, I you're awakened. About you're you're alive for the first time the in your life. Philosophy and the, I mean, I was raised hardcore Republican, mm -hmm. and yeah, I have to say, everything you're describing of your background sounds like very like. Had you not escaped, you would have you would be like a hardcore Trump supporter today. Maybe. I mean, I'm, not not you, like, right. but a person. The profile. The profile. Yes, totally. Yep, there's no guarantees. But you are wearing red have... today, so I don't know. Yeah, no, it's because it's a Canadian, Canadian color. It goes yes, with my yes. Canada <laughs> sweatshirt that I know, I wore you, today. you came full Canada. That's a Canadian <laughs> red, I know. <laughs> and now let's take a quick break to check in with our friends over at Maximum Fun. Go to MaximumFun.org. Uh, for more information on them and the hot times they're providing. This is your captain with an update from the flight deck. We'll be reaching Max Fun Drive on March 16th. That's right on time. As a reminder, Max Fun Drive runs for just two weeks, and it's the best time of year to support the podcasts you love. If you look towards the front, you'll see your favorite hosts with special bonus content and lovely thank you gifts for new and upgrading monthly members. Now, sit back, relax, and catch up on your favorite Max Fun shows now so you can listen to the new episodes releasing March 16th. And thanks again for choosing Maximum Fun. Dead Pilot Society brings you exclusive readings of comedy pilots that were never made, featuring actors like Patton Oswalt. So the vampire from the future sleeps in the dude's studio during the day, and they hunt monsters at night. It's Blade meets the Odd Couple. Adam Scott and Jane Levy. Come on, Corey. She's too serious, too businessy. She doesn't know the hokey pokey. Well, she'll learn what it's all about. <laughs> Busy Phillips and Dave Keckner. Baby, this is family. 
My Uncle Tell, who showed his wiener to Cinderella at Disneyland, is family. Do you want him staying with us? He did stay with us for three months. And he was a delight. <laughs> a new pilot every month, only on Dead Pilot Society for maximum fun. And now, back to my delightful and seriously Canadian conversation with Allison Moore. Um, yes, and for the listeners, she did... So there would be no confusion. She was wearing a Canada sweatshirt, which yeah. I... And I'm coincidentally wearing a Quebec Nordiques jersey, which I... Very nice. I did not put on for the sake of this podcast, but simply because it is not uncommon for me to be wearing a hockey jersey around in the... It's kind of my... Uh, it's where I, what I wear around in the morning and when walking the dog. And okay. I haven't transitioned into uh, another outfit yet. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. It's yeah. New York. You get to do whatever you want here. Oh, totally. Totally. It's your brand. It's my brand. Um, well, I'm, 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 I used to be really anti-wearing hockey jerseys because I think it's really one of the hardest looks to not look... Uh, it's hard to look good in a hockey jersey, I think. Okay. Uh, for most people, but I then one day I realized I look incredible. <laughs> no, <laughs> yes, no, you do. no. It's just fun. I like doing it. I like collecting the obscure, obscure to me jersey. This this isn't this not being one of them, but some of the other ones. Yeah, the, yeah. In the back are you know deep cuts. Okay. But um, <laughs> all right. So you're in you're in Canada. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna keep you in Canada. Even well, though I keep derailing time, everything we're talking the about. The first time I voted, no, I couldn't have voted then. I went with my husband to watch him vote, and they went to a school gymnasium. I'll turn this a little towards you. Went to a school gymnasium, and they had cardboard boxes and little pieces of paper, and little you know those little stubby pencils that you get in board games and stuff. And that's how you voted. You wrote on the piece of paper with a stubby pencil and then dropped it through a slot in a cardboard box. And I just, having grown up with the big voting machines in my town, it was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. This is how they vote in Canada. It's so cute. But I kind of loved it. Like, but it was not contempt I felt. It was delight and joy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't do it that way anymore. I they do think they still do. Really? Yeah, maybe depending. Maybe in like a big city like Toronto, they've gotten high tech. But hmm. I mean, it's. I think it's harder to rig things if you're using pieces of paper and cardboard. But also, that's what I would. There's think. so few people. I mean, there's the same amount of people in Canada as in just the state of California. So it's just not as massive. Yeah, I'm learning that more and more. Uh, recent episode with Brent, but. That where was he was great. talking. Thank you. So fun. That um, when he was talking about uh, the province, you know, Manitoba, I believe, in, in Saskatchewan, he said that you know, the northwest corner is really central west because they don't even right count the rest or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and most of the people in Canada live all squished down towards yeah. the border, so they don't die. Yeah. 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 I totally lived in Maine for two years, and that's more or less true of Maine as well. Oh, interesting. Like, I, I started a little campaign of just making Maine part of Canada because it seemed to fit better, but it didn't, didn't go anywhere. Didn't catch on. No. Probably some people would be grateful if it had. There's a lot of French speakers in Maine, which I didn't know. 
Because, oh. you know, when the French settled over here, they didn't know there was going to be a dividing line in a place called Quebec. They just settled where they settled, and then the world yeah. got divided up later. So, Damn it. Yeah. It's so unfair. Yeah. Um, okay, so <laughs> we need... Let's stay focused on... All right, all right. Uh, Focus. I, no, I'm the problem. I'm, I need to focus. When I say let's stay, I mean I need to focus. So what are some of the other differences that you that became revealed? So the, you have the voting, you have the hair, you have story. Yeah. And then, and then what, are, what are some of the underlying? Um, so the, the national philosophy, like the pacifism, mm-hmm. is a really big deal. Um, and seems to be dominant. Um, Stephen Harper, when he was prime minister, who he was before Justin Trudeau, really tried to get rid of that. So we got kicked out of the United Nations, I think, or something. Oh, I'm. See, this is where my foggy memory. We got kicked out of something because of Stephen Harper. That was about peace in the world. Because Stephen I, was a bastard. Yeah, he was just to make a sweeping general. Pretty nice compared to the current president of the U.S., but in that ilk, definitely conservative, and yeah. um, so that was pretty hard on a lot of Canadians. But it doesn't. It also shows that that energy is there in Canada, um, but it seems like the dominant energy is pretty kind and pretty peaceful, mm-hmm. and so the like the national health care is part of the we take care of each other yeah we're, we're not i get mine and screw you it's very much no we're all in this together how do we make it livable and viable and worthwhile for everybody so that's that i just really came to admire and and i really wanted to understand how they make it work financially and the only way to make it work financially is higher taxes yeah but it's like you know, membership has its benefits. You pay into the system to pay out, and it's like prepaid medical care, yeah. if you want to look at it that way. But it's also, you know, so I pay in, and I may not need it, but someone else might need it. Right. So we all pay in, and then whoever has the terrible tragedy is cared for, and thank goodness it's not me, but I'm not going to want my money back because it wasn't me. Right, right. I mean, that that's interesting. That seems to be a notion like... Obviously, that uh, most or half of America struggles with. Yeah. Uh, understanding is, is uh, and you know, the whole rest of the world, the industrialized world, right. se- seems to the get it. The whole rest of the developed world. And it totally sees gets healthcare it. as a right, not a privilege. Yeah. Yeah. But meanwhile, you know, roads, fire department, all that. We gotta, you know, we'll all pay for that. But oh, you have cancer. Fuck you. Right. Yeah. Your child has <laughs> cancer. Own. You can lose your house. You can Here, go bankrupt. Start a GoFundMe. Your child will die anyway. And oh well. Yeah. That's life. Well, that's a, that's why. As long as I get to keep mine. Yeah, it's a fascinating thing. I think also the way that people in America don't understand that when you pay in, you pay higher taxes, but you're not paying these other expenses. Right. So you end up spending less money. Yes, and, and you do, because it's way more efficiently run, and you don't have all the middlemen who are struggling to keep from paying people insurance so they can keep their profits. Yeah, and then you, uh, hmm. it's a, uh, it's an, and, and, you know, the, the, you know, the narrative down here that, that the conservatives try to push that, Oh, Canadians, they're just standing online waiting to be treated. And yeah, I never on had the that experience. Lunch. Yeah, no. 
I have talked to, I've been all over Canada. I've talked to many, 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 many Canadians. Almost without exception, everyone raised about healthcare and in fact says it's their favorite thing yeah. about the country. Yeah. Uh, so it's. That's great it, to hear. Oh my gosh. Over and, you know, I. I because I can only speak from my experience and the no, few people everybody, I know. Everybody, so, yeah. You know, everyone talks about it. This, this, uh, you know, same when you go. You know, there's obviously no system is perfect, and there's like, oh, this is a pain in the ass, or this is a pain in the ass. Yeah. You know, we either talk to anyone in any country. Yep. But um, yeah, these. Uh, I mean, I have friends in the UK say the same thing. Yep. Uh, yeah. Norway, but here in America, and this, I'm this not paying for fear. Fear of socialism is a really weird thing, and that was, you know, I was raised to be afraid of socialism without knowing what it was. Well, that's it the was key a bad thing. word. No one knows that people don't know what they're talking about. If you're afraid of socialism, what exactly you need are to, you afraid? You need of? to start hating stoplights. Yeah, and stop signs. <laughs> you need to start hating sidewalks. You need to start hating. Having electricity, yes, uh, yeah, all of this stuff. You need to, you need to just hate all of it because uh, it's all what all what you claim to hate, right? All of, all all the things you take for granted, right? Um, yeah. So it's fascinating and um, remarkable ignorance. Yeah, yeah. So, so I remember having a conversation. Um, myself and another Canadian talking to an American and they were like, oh, but your taxes are so high. And we both said, but we don't mind paying high taxes. And that was like a mind blowing concept to this American. Well, because you get you have more money in the end. In the end, a much more, more relaxed, re- safe have, feeling you're life. It's not going to be. I mean, I not to bring up Norway for the second time in two minutes, but I have a friend. The thing is, within these systems where you have health care and a lot a lot of services for all you can still be super rich and yes it's not going to stop you no at all it does you're still going to be if you want to be a rich asshole you can you could totally totally accomplish that that. yep not that all people who are rich are assholes correct but if you if that's your aim you could be you can manage it Denmark, I think, is has the highest taxes, like the most evened out, mm-hmm. highest to lowest income, and they still have people at the top of the earning thing. Like they, you can still be crazy rich in Denmark, who has the most extreme taxes. I think, I've heard that, and can I cite where I heard that? No. So please <laughs> do your own research. Well, I mean, there's plenty <laughs> of plenty of places to look. Yes. Um, there's a there's a I can't remember the title. There's a, a great book on Scandinavia and all this stuff. Yeah, I can't. Remember. Of course, again, it's called like this. The I can't. I I'd have it. So, I have it somewhere on my computer here. Um, blah blah blah. But uh, <laughs> back to Canada. Back to and Canada. Back to, uh, off of my, you know, how awesome it is. My usual tirade uh, against people being afraid. Of socialism yeah. and because no like and helping each other yeah. yeah just being nice to each other I think yeah. it's just in America Cheering. people are taught that's like it's a holdover from generations the taxes of, thing like like socialism wait socialism wait is that com- communism wait yeah what are we scared thing? of we're scared of something we're scared of everything we're to like, yeah you know I was and in a grocery taxes store. are bad and government is bad and don't yeah, pay government. your taxes to the government because they'll just 
do terrible things with it. And Government is bad. We need to have no government. Have yeah. it be really small. However, like the same people that believe that, we want to... But we do want to make sure uh, no women can do what they want with their bodies. Right. And so we need to control all women, and we need to control... People, keep people black from people black and, people and, yeah. and we need to make sure Anybody gay who looks people wrong, don't, yeah. can't live like everyone else they can't yep. be you know so we don't want a government but we do we do want to make sure to control everybody right yeah um anyway uh this is we've really got uh um, <laughs> we've got dark leather. let's bash no, the no. US. yeah no i think yeah. anyone that listens to anything i have to say no i'm not they know where i stand i'm just a liberal bastard me too. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so... But I, I mean, having back. grown up in the U.S. and then converted to Canadian, one of the hardest things is... You did fully... This is why I think um, you're such a great guest, is you are fully... I you. I'm, you, you I intentionally strong. made the choice as an adult. <laughs> yeah, to go, to go Canadian. Yeah, yeah. And, and I still love the U.S., but I find a lot of fault with it right now and oh, now, yeah. that's really I mean, always, hard but because now more than ever. so many of the folks I know and interact with now including a lot of my family are American citizens and love the United States as they should and yet I'll be like raving about Canada or saying it's better or missing it or and then they're they just get irritated with me and um, understandably but it's hard to miss Canada so much and also realize that I don't get to bash the U.S. around Americans because funny thing, they don't enjoy it. They don't. No. I enjoy it. Okay. I consider myself a citizen of the world. Yeah. So I'm up for bashing anybody. Okay. Um, let's bash Canada. No. Let's not <laughs> no Place well, is Canada, Perfect. My next book, aside Canada. from the sequel to, yeah, that's true, No Place is Perfect. You know, uh, every place has its good and bad. Yep. Um, but the Canada's th- the imperfect place I choose. Canada has really has better beer than America. Yep. Without question. Can't be debated. Absolutely. Uh, and many other things. Just but I I don't know why. I'm just I like to think of the simple things just cuz no one can get too mad about that. In hockey. Oh, in hockey, they sure. They just rule in hockey. They do. Yeah, I mean, for such have. a tiny country, for a country only as big as California, they really rule in hockey. Oh yeah, because yeah. they have a smaller populace to draw from, and yet still beat everybody. Yeah, everybody all the time, everybody. Well, except in Canada, when they don't. I remember being really jealous of, because I, I didn't start playing hockey till I was eleven, which, growing up and reading about. All the hockey greats, um, the ones that were playing when I was a kid and the ones that had already, you know, retired, they had all started playing at, you know, like two tiny. and a half. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, Wayne, when did Wayne Gretzky started, what? Wait. Yeah. Uh, so when I started 11, I was like, it's over. There's no possible way that I'll be in the NHL. But then I, I was, for I think for about two years, I was like, I'm going to make up for lost time yeah if i if i were a naturally gifted athlete maybe i could have made up for lost time but i think the real issue of why i didn't make the nhl was not because i didn't start till i was 11 but just because i'm not a good athlete and i'm only you know i guess no to height doesn't matter that much in hockey i'm six feet 
if I really stand up straight. Uh, anyway, I'm now I'm really just now I'm just a therapy couch of all. I'm not, <laughs> I'll never put on made my therapist the hat. Uh, well, but it. you and how many other boys dream of it and yeah. don't make it, and don't that's make okay. It. It's all right. How many people dream of being successful stand-up comedians or metal um, band members and don't make it? I know. It just all happened for me. I guess the key is to not want something to happen. (laughs) There you go. Not think about it at all, and then it will happen. Right. (laughs) Do you get over to the sports center on the Hudson to play hockey ever? Yeah. I've never played in that rink, but now I'm on on an email list where they ask for... Uh, skaters, like if they need an extra skater. Great. So just as a warning to the people of New York City, I may be coming out of retirement. Sweet. Uh, we'll see. I'm d- I'm debating it because uh, I've I've I'm not I don't have any knock on wood I'm not don't have any huge injuries and I was like might as well do probably, it as long as you can. Yeah, but enjoy it. Um. Yeah, but I, I have not played hockey in, in many years. But I did, in my Parking the, the Moose music video, play. And i got to say, the kids still got it. Sweet. It's all there. It's all i got to go find that video and watch it. I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, you're in for a treat. Oh, I'm sure it's on I the am. internet. Okay. YouTube. Yep. Um, all right, so... So you're fully... Let's say you're fully Canadian. You've been there a little bit now. You're... I took citizenship in 2002, so it took a while. Oh, so you waited a while. Yeah, Why did you wait so long? Well, I mean, it took a long time for me to get over thinking that being a U.S. citizen was the best thing ever. And so I worked really hard to make sure my kids were got their U.S. citizen born abroad declaration thing stamped so that they could be U.S. citizens if Uh they wanted. And so they all have the... I think they, yeah, they're all U.S. citizens, even though they live in Canada and don't show any sign of wanting to leave. Um, and so now if they, like, they have to pay money to not be U.S. citizens if they want to not be, which... To renounce it. Yes. But do, do, where they, do they live? They all live in Canada. Your kids still But they live have in to declare U.S. taxes every year. They have to file taxes as adults every year. So are they like, thanks, mom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, kids. I'm in the same boat, except I live in the U.S., so it's handy. What are they, how expensive is that to I have heard um, it's expensive to have to file taxes every year because it's tricky to be in Canada and have to file them in the U.S. And and, um, so usually people use, have to use an accountant who does it for them. And yeah. that you have to pay the accountant every year to say, I earned this much in Canada and I don't owe you any taxes. But, you know, it's it's just, oh, it's just, a U.S. thing to want to make sure nobody's hiding money from them. Mm-hmm. And so there probably are people who do that. But I think the bulk of us, I don't even have enough money to hide, you know, <laughs> like um, so I, I don't. I don't personally know anyone who has nearly enough money to try to hide it somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. in an offshore account, whatever that is. A, yeah. Yeah. I, don't I hear of them. What, I don't even know what an offshore... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out. Yeah. I'm going to get an offshore account. Ac- yeah. I'm going to do it and just put like 40 bucks. Yeah. In. There you go. Just sitting there. Sitting pretty. I will toast you. Offshore you account. Yeah. In my rowboat. Yep. Um, 
Man, oh man. So, okay. Um, so oh, they well, all that, live in Kitchener-Waterloo and are very happy. Kitchener-Waterloo, that's where Malcolm Gladwell's from. Yep. Speaking of. Yeah. We were talking about him, I think, that's before right. we hit record. Yeah, that's where my kids um, all live. Yeah. That's a... It's a university. It's a double university town. There's two universities just down the street from each other. Uh-huh. One's the party one and one's the tech one. Apparently, that's how... That's They're how known. the townies describe it. Yeah. When all my kids went to the tech one, and when I got my master's as an adult, I went to the party one. <laughs> well, we all have a little party and a little yeah. tech in us, I guess. Yeah. Some, you know, skews different directions, I yep. guess. Yeah. They both are cool in different ways. Yeah. So. I right, should so, probably name them University of Waterloo. Oh, Wilfred Laurier. That was going to be my follow up yeah. question. What are they named? Um, Wilfred Laureate. Laurier. 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 Yes. Laurier. Yes. Um, so if you were to, God forbid, you break uh, your arms and legs and then uh, they find some other ailment, do you go take a drive to Canada and get it fixed? or would you I can't. It? You um, can't? No, I have to be... Because they don't want a bunch of Canadians living in America coming back for free health care when they're not even paying taxes there. Yeah, that's like if you if there that were would free be a scam. Yeah, so there's a three Coca-Cola. month waiting period. So if you move back, they still make you wait three months and then you're back in. Oh. So I mean, it's it's a thought because um, as I age, I'm like, what if I come up with something big? I, I mean. I couldn't possibly afford any health care down here. So I'd have to like limp back to Canada, wait three months and then start asking them to help me. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. But I understand why they do it because otherwise it'd be way too easy to try and uh, game the system. Yeah, it would. So now this is hypothetical. Say you are diagnosed with something. Mm -hmm. Um, and, the doctor says, oh, it's not bad now, but I think in about three months, you're really going to need to do something about this. Do you just go to Canada immediately and just wait? I would research that, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I know my kids would give me somewhere to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know about the ethicalness of that, how my husband would feel about that, <laughs> but... Um, he I'm sorry to present you with these, these I've already quandaries. thought of it. It was, I mean, it shows how much I love my husband that I'm living here in the U.S. with him when I could be in Canada. And he, so we'll get to him. We'll get to him in the last minute of okay. this conversation. But, um, so where, as, one thing I've, you know, speaking to a lot of Canadians and spending time in Canada, many of them don't seem to travel very far in you know, did you get to Right. Labrador well, the bulk of the time I was there, um, I was poor raising kids, mm-hmm. like stay-at-home mom raising kids in a world that's increasingly both couple, both people in the couple have to work to make it a go of it. Yeah. And I was like militantly trying to do stay-at-home mom thing. I think it benefited my kids, but it meant we had virtually no savings. And then my husband lost his job. Then he got another job. And then he lost his job. What did he do? He's a computer programmer. Mm -hmm. And um, so we just never really built up much savings. And uh, we had debt from trying to 
own houses and have me stay home and blah, blah, blah. So, so um, we had almost no money for travel. We went to the Bruce Peninsula in Ontario, which is Lovely. a beautiful place, but yeah. it's not even outside of Ontario. Um, I've been to Ottawa. And after I divorced I've been to him, Ottawa twice. Not Ottawa's to brag. beautiful. Um, I know a couple people who live there. And when I, after I divorced my Canadian husband and was driving to the job I got in Maine, I drove through Ontario, through Quebec. So that's the extent of my travels. Wow. So you. So when you when you got divorced, what when did you get divorced? 2012. 2012. So you you moved to America right away? I moved to... I got a job in Maine in twenty January 2014. Oh, wow. I was a pastor in Maine for two years. A pastor? Yeah. In a different church, though, or the same <laughs> the church? Liberal. The liberal. There's an ultra-conservative and a very liberal version. So I strayed so far as to go become a minister in the liberal version. Oh, wow. Right. So, so yeah, not very like... far at all, and yet... World Very of, far, yeah. To the outsider, with they would think you didn't stray, but to the people within the church, they like that's the, the conservatives day. barely talk about the li- the liberals. Wow, yeah, because yeah. they do things like ordain homosexuals and do same sex oh, weddings and, and things probably, like that. You know, electric guitar. And oh services. yeah. Oh totally. <clears throat> or, yeah. Or whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. I, that's an antiquated notion in itself. The I, electric guitar. I do remember the first set. time an electric guitar was played in the cathedral that I grew up attending and how edgy it was. I, I, Nobody died. I had to sneak it into uh, when I was playing. That's where I, when I was learning to play guitar, I played in church with nuns. Sweet. And I talked them into, uh, you know, letting me bring my electric guitar. That's awesome. Which I think that they knew that they were like, let's let him do it because then he'll be more into doing it. Yeah. We so. might save him for Jesus if we let him play his yep. guitar in church. Yeah. Yep. And look how it turned out. Yep. Um, <laughs> it all worked out. It all worked out fine. I think so. Um, so, so, wow, that's wild. So, so how long, how did you, so were you... A pastor in Canada? I, I went to school to be a pastor. Um, when did you do that? Starting in 2005. And so I, I completed um, my training in 2009 and got ordained. And I had been working in a local church in Kitchener there. And I worked there for about nine years as an assistant. Um, I assistant wasn't a pastor? Yeah. I was so like a you, contract. What is your, your, are you like a reverend? Yep. Wow. Reverend, Reverend Moore. Are you currently a reverend? I currently am a reverend. I'm just not employed in a church right now. Yeah. We could change that today. Okay. I mean, it might Are we have to like be... starting the Church of Dave Hill or the Church of Hard I, Rock or? I, I was going to, you know, now I wasn't thinking that, but now you've got me thinking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't want well, to be the church. I think John Oliver is like. He started a church or something. Okay, like, then let's have it be the church. What's his church called? I don't know, but he... he let's Google this. <laughs> he did a thing about becoming a church in the U.S., I think. Yes. Okay, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. John Oliver. You have a loose connection with him, right? He uses your music or something? Uh, 
Yeah, my band Valley Lodge. I one of our songs is the uh, that is so cool. Is the theme to the John Oliver show? What but is I know, the theme I know John. He's a great, show? he's a great guy. He is amazing. The theme to this show? Yeah. Uh, it's the Canadian national anthem. The people singing in French. Oh, 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 oh! I think you're talking about um. Uh, the, that's from the interstitial, big, whatever that music yeah, that's is called. from that. Okay, that is from uh, from uh, Guy Lafleur's album released in, I believe, 1979. Okay, I could um, not find it. Yeah, I tried to it's, find well, out what good it was. Luck. Okay, you know where I where I is I, it referenced anywhere on your? Well, you're in for a treat. Okay, in the book Parking the Moose, which you it's yes with you now. Uh, in the chapter you're currently on, Aha! about Calgary, yes. I talk a lot about Guy Lafleur Sweet. and his album okay. that I discovered while I was there. Um, yep, Our Lady of Perpetual Exemption is his <laughs> church. Yes, there you go. I will happily be a reverend in that church. They don't even have to pay me. Yeah, he says Unless I actually gotten... do some work, and then maybe I'll, I'll need some pay. He's gotten thousands of, of dollars. <laughs> Don't donate. Um. And that's about, um, that was about like tax exempt status, I think. That's why it's called that. Yep. Yeah. Though you've got, no, now maybe we should do that. Start a church. This isn't a bad idea. Now that I'm. No, I'm hearing. I, did, I, like, I didn't think that I would I, end up starting a church I tried a church to start today, a discussion group at Milk and Hops where we would we would drink beer and just talk about philosophy and religion and faith and stuff. Uh-huh. But, but um, the only people that showed up were my husband and I. We oh, didn't have dear. a wide a wide uh, range of advertising. That, you know, some of the best slash worst churches in history were started just like that. Just like that. Yep. A couple people. Just talking about stuff yeah. with some booze. Yep, yep. Totally. And there, then you, you know, then you, uh, okay, we need, well, let's, let's not get too distracted by okay. the church that we're definitely <clears throat> without question. Without question. Starting. Yeah. Um, so we have a few more minutes here. Um, and we need to, well, we'll give a, a nice plug for your book, which we haven't even gotten into. Is your book... Let's just get into that. Before okay. I ever, it's called Heaven Sent. Yeah. It was published in 2000, 2000, I think. I'd have to look it up now. <laughs> the audiobook came out in 2004, which was one of the funnest things I ever made in my whole oh, life. Oh, so you like doing audiobooks. Actually, yes. See, I find, I've done a couple. I, probably... I didn't read it, though. I oh, hired someone to read oh, it, and I directed oh. it. Yeah. Because oh, I've done two audiobooks, and I hope to do many more in that. I hope that I write at least a few more books before. But you didn't enjoy the recording process. The problem is, with audiobooks, you have to read your book out loud. And yes. And think, oh, this is what I've been saying. Yep. And, <laughs> That's uh, why I hired somebody. <laughs> so there's that. And then there's also, you learn after, you, drinking coffee, which you think would be helpful Mm -hmm. uh, to keep you alert and just plowing through all those words, it, it dries you out when you're talking, talking, talking. 
you realize drinking coffee is the worst it's possible dehydrating. thing you could be yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. And but then I would just be like, if I don't bring coffee into this booth with me, I have zero entertainment uh, outside of occasionally being like, oh, that was okay, whatever. Right. Because um, you're like, oh, coffee, that's fun. It's good. Um, so I would was just in there for hours, and my mouth was drying out, and, right. I, and I couldn't speak. And uh, you get I guess, frustrated. like, get an IV hooked up. I'm creative. I'm a thinker. You oh, see? so and you hydrate. Get a, hydrate through an IV and still drink your coffee. Okay, this is and good. wear a diaper, or you'll have to leave the booth all well, the time. Well, I'm. They'll let you take breaks. Oh, okay. Um, in my experience, yes, anyway, totally. I was there. But uh, it's just like if you really wanted to be efficient, that would be the way yeah. to do it. Yeah. Well, I, that's more of a birthday treat, I think. Okay. To the diaper. Yeah. Uh, just let, just be free. <laughs> Don't bother yourself. Uh, you know, with having to go to the bathroom. Right. Yeah. Or the to- do they call it? They don't call it the toilet in Canada, the way they do in the UK. Like, if I were to excuse myself to go to the bathroom in in the UK, you say, the, "I'm going to go to the toilet." The toilet. Yes, that's right. No, I think it's bathroom, washroom, restroom. Okay. That's that's been my experience. Yeah. But I didn't know. Maybe I was like in some faraway corner of the Yukon. Right. No, I haven't been there, so I can't speak to that. I hope to get to the Yukon. That would be so cool. So, what do you miss about Canada now? So you moved back here in 2016. You said. <clears throat> yep. Or to New York, or to, to New York. And you moved to Maine in 2014. That was, yeah. I was a pastor there for two years, and when that was coming to an end, I ran into this guy I had known and been good friends with in high school. A non-Canadian. Non-Canadian. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he had been in love with me, and he had proposed all those years ago, and I had said, I don't think so. I'm sorry. I'm not feeling it. And now all these years later, we run into each other, and it was like, boom. Emotions ran high. Yeah. This is the guy. Where did you run into him? Um, his family vacations in Maine. And uh, we're in the same high school class. So <clears throat> we would be on and off in touch from class reunion-y stuff. Uh-huh. And um, so he was like, hey, I hear you're in Maine. My family's going to be up in Acadia if you want to come hang out. And I <clears throat> was about to leave Maine having never been to Acadia. And I thought, this is my chance. It would be way nicer to see it with people than all by myself yeah so I got myself up there and within just a few hours I was like oh my gosh I want to be with this guy and it was it I never saw it coming Wow! <laughs> it was crazy yeah and all those years and he, he his the, the flame was still burning apparently he was like you'd have to ask him let him tell his well, version of the story I have a little surprise for you <laughs> uh, he's not. He's not in the back. Um, wow, that's a really beautiful. It actually love story. is. Yeah, it actually is. Um, and he, but he's not Canadian, sweet. which you he know I'm, I'm struggling with. Yeah, I know. Now, could he get with you being having Canadian citizenship? Yeah. Could he in turn get Canadian citizens. How does this work? He could, um, if he wanted to. But I think 
we'd have to move there and live there for a while and then he would have to start the process so he'd have to apply and he'd have a much better chance because of being married to me and then they they'll do stuff like uh how many uh maple leaf cookies can you eat in five minutes right the contests citizenship yep, yep. Contests. and how much like just maple syrup can you drink and Guzzling. beer and, yeah and uh, they'll flash like images of people playing hockey and they have to see you be all excited stuff like that oh wow yeah there's an like probably a Celine Dion component oh totally yeah yeah um so now in these times these crazy times we live in would you consider say hypothetically I'm gonna go out on a limb and assume that you don't like uh the current holder of the office of president of the united states that would be safe i would you know you live in chelsea in yeah. new york yeah. city it's pretty safe <laughs> bet yep though <clears throat> i live in the village and just down the street there's a guy with a trump pence 2020 sign wow. in his basement apartment wow and uh i'm always fascinated yep but uh so hypothetically uh if trump wins which i you know, at this point, I'm, I, I fear maybe the case. Uh, do you? Is there a part of you that's like, hey, let's go test this out? Yeah, <laughs> he. Um, um, my husband has agreed that when he retires, we will move to Canada. Oh wow! So but, you're 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 coming home? Yeah, yeah. And and basically, I've said, and when you retire, if that doesn't happen, I'll move to Canada, and you can come visit if you want. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but I'm serving my time here, and it's not all bad at all. Well, you live um, in New York City. We're it's kind a pretty of a cool nice place. little oasis oh, here. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. A very cool place to live. Very yeah. cool town. Good vibe. It's just if you want to, if you drive, you know, outside of here. Yeah. An hour. <laughs> yeah, or down to my hometown to visit, though. There's, It's a lot more liberal than it used to be. Uh-huh. Um, but, Yeah. Oh, I was just—I was visit. in Pennsylvania yesterday, and uh, that's right. Is yeah. was it a lake or a mud puddle? What do you mean? So you put a thing on your Instagram that said Minsky Lake. Minsky Lake. Yeah. Minsky Lake, and I googled it, and oh. it was like all mud pictures. Ah, uh, yeah, I didn't see, ever see an actual lake. Okay. But right, I was there. Okay, I believe you. So it sounds like they drained it. To fix a dam and the dam's Maybe. really expensive. And the name stood. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I never saw it. But uh, I did see a lot of swampy stuff happening. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. Um, I'm not so. a stalker. No, I mean, it's in this This is out there. That my I, like to, I do like to learn. Like, I use opportunities to learn about geography, too. It's like, I've yeah. never heard of this place. Oh, I'm Where the same that? way. I would go down wormholes and... Yeah. Yeah. The whole deal. Well, we are about we've only scratched the surface. As I with every guest, uh because of my meandering style, we didn't cover we didn't get nearly as deep into the <laughs> subject as, as I threaten every single time. We need to because I need to I send this off to Chris because I think this is gonna come out tomorrow. Stuff, we did, but we need to what oh, so where right. can people find your book? Heaven um, sent 
So it's not on Amazon anymore because Amazon is way too expensive to sell things on if you're a tiny merchant. Mm -hmm. um, so just get in touch with me. I At this point, the book is almost 20 years old. That's all right. And I was going to write a When you write a, a timeless classic, right, the it words is a timeless classic. still resonate. And it's basically about a guy who comes from another country to Canada, and that's part of how the narrative introduces the reader to Canada because mm -hmm. you're learning about it through the eyes of the one of the main characters. Mm -hmm. So it is a book about Canada if you want to learn about Canada. And I got over 10% fan mail, which is supposed to be really good. Like if you sell a thousand books and you get a hundred fan letters. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so it's good. It's self-published, but it's not garbage. Well, Self-publishing doesn't mean uh, it's bad. Right. That's just a, that's a made-up thing people do to themselves. Yes. Even though it's because there's plenty of stories. There's many, many people who self-publish that sell a bazillion times more books than I've ever Yes, sold. this is true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yep. So I was hoping to be one of those people, do but that, that didn't Well, happen. we need the follow-up. Yeah. We need the follow-up. Yes, I'm working on it. Um. All right, I need to send this off to my editor, okay. Chris Kurzvik, the brains behind the operation. But and, uh, anybody can find me at Allison Moore online, anywhere. Just Google me, and I will happily uh, send you a copy at cost or for a donation oh, or nice. something. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. That's, that's a very uh, enticing offer for the listener. Yeah. Who we dangle in front totally. of them at the end. Not just dangle, but drop in their laps. Yep. Um, all right, I'm going to hit stop. Thank you so much for coming Thank over. You. Thank you. This has been great. I don't know if we said this out loud, but you were so kind to bring me uh, some maple leaf cookies. Yep. And in a, a total, I won't have them now because they're more, I'm, you know, nighttime is when I yeah, really yeah, cut yeah. loose. But it, they're, that's not, uh, it's enough that I can, uh, I, I, I won't wind up in a, Maple a coma. A coma, okay. yeah. And some beer, which I'll also have. With the art. My yeah. husband especially likes this company's oh, I art. Oh, love that. Yeah. Love it. So that's why I picked it. Just for the art. <laughs> that's a good place to start. Um, awesome. And there you have it. My delightful and seriously Canadian conversation with Allison Moore. Uh, Allison, that's with one L, and uh, you can find her book, Heaven Sent, by dropping her a line. Um, I don't know if we mentioned this, but the title, uh, the book, Heaven Sent, is under her, uh, the name Allison Longstaff, so uh, if you want to get Google in that way. Um, but thank you so much, Allison, and uh, as usual, you know, you can hear breathing in the in the background, Chris Gersbeck, who I'll get to in a second. But I, I didn't. I nearly just kind of scratched the surface with. You can with, really hear me Alice. breathing. No, I'm just saying oh. that, Chris. Jeez. No, I mean, it's no. I can't hear you breathing. Or did I? Did I make you self-conscious? Yeah, I, I thought maybe like my nose was whistling. No, no, no. Well, we might as well take this opportunity to make this your introduction. Uh, my partner in crime, Mr. Chris Gersbeck, who it does all the fancy non-twiddling and, and uh, 
and whatnot uh, with So You're Canadian is also my co-host on Dave Hill's podcasting incident. And we have a, an exciting, potentially enraging announcement uh, for some people. Um, but so this podcast, which you're listening to now, So You're Canadian, uh, which we launched, when was it? It was in September, I believe, right? Uh, August or September, yeah. Like One of those. Um, and uh, it's been on the Maximum Fun Network uh, over there at MaximumFun.org. And uh, so my life and Chris's life, we've it's just gotten crazy. And we're having trouble keeping up with all the, this podcasting. So we've decided we're going to see if you can follow this. Um, we're going to sort I'm of still trying to wrap my head around it. Yeah, Chris has uh, been losing sleep over this. Dave Hill's podcasting incident, which some of you have hopefully heard, uh, is going to, which is uh, used to be on Maximum Fun Network, is now going to replace So You're Canadian on the Maximum Fun Network. And So You're Canadian, we're going to keep doing special episodes of that, but we're also going to inject some serious Canadian content uh, into Dave Hill's podcasting incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're kind of, they're just, it's going to be kind of like uh, a two-headed monster, three-headed. The Dave, if you, if you like, so you're Canadian, you'll, you'll probably like Dave Hill's podcasting incident because it's the same, uh, rambling idiot behind the microphone, <laughs> uh, talking but to people. I'm, and, I'm on it on a regular basis now. Yeah. And, uh, so Chris and I, co-host chris is usually on sometimes he's not sometimes i have a guest over to the house sometimes not um but we're hoping all by way of saying we're hoping uh you can join us and keep supporting us if you have been already over at dave hill's podcasting incident and if you've been supporting uh or supporting maximum fun and so you're canadian we're hoping that uh you know we're gonna we're promising to give you incredible content with, I don't know why I said content, like I was a truck driver from uh, Georgia, but there we have it. Uh, and we're going to be over there doing Dave Hill's podcasting incident. But uh, keep checking your feed because we will have some you know special episodes of So You're Canadian coming down the pike. But even switching it to a bi-weekly format, is, we, we, there's just not enough hours in the day. I, I, can't, yeah. I can't keep it all going and keep, keep my puppy fed. Right. So we're kind of going to scale back a little bit and focus a bit more and just jam pack goodness every Friday into Dave Hill's podcasting incident, which will relaunch on the Maximum Fun Network uh, very soon. And this Friday, uh, this Friday there, I mean, there Friday you the have 14th. it. Oh my gosh. Now I'm terrified. Yeah. But we thought we'd give you a little taste if us just uh, back and forth isn't already enough of a taste. Chris, what do you say, just to give them, uh, the listeners out there, just uh, uh, so you're Canadian, uh, give them get to, a taste of Dave Hill's podcasting incident with a little uh, segment I like to call the crime blotter. Mm-hmm. Cue the crime blotter music, please. Ooh. Okay. The crime blotter, wherein we take a look at some of America's and, moving forward, America and Canada's Lesser crimes, <laughs> which just so happened to have taken place in northeastern Ohio, where I 
just happen to be from. Actually, I think moving forward, we'll keep it Northeastern Ohio and Canada. So we'll do a Canadian version. Yeah. And uh, can I make this any more confusing and complicated? Uh, Who knows? The, time, but, the only but, other time we did Canadian crime blotter, we couldn't find any stories that didn't involve uh, either uh, shitting, shitting or, or murder. It was dark. So, um, hey, not complaining. <laughs> not complaining. Um, but this is uh, the Northeastern Ohio crime blotter. Starting, Chris, uh, yeah. hope you're sitting down. Man steals and eats items from store. This is from the Brunswick police blotter. Brunswick, beautiful place to raise a family. Oh, gosh. Uh, theft. Pearl Road. Pearl Road. Wait, isn't that off of 130th, which in turn, Enterprise Boulevard, where my friend Pat's Sausage Company is located uh, out there in Cleveland? Uh, yep, you got that. Theft. Pearl Road. Police responded to a call from a drug mart security guard at 2.06 p.m. March 2.06 p.m.? Who commits crimes at 2.06 p.m.? Nuts jobs. Uh, March 4th, that's just like a week ago or something? Not long. Mm, Not even. Yep. Let's check. Checking. That was one week ago. No, wait. That was five days ago. Not great at math. March 4th. That a customer was seen, quote-unquote, consuming products from within the store with no intention of paying for them. <laughs> How could he possibly know that? The suspect admitted to eating the items, was arrested for theft, and was taken to the Medina County Jail. That's I, spooky. I, I suspect some uh, profiling because I see people you know, just opening up bottles of Snapple or packages before they pay for it all the time. Really? Yeah, supermarkets. And then they just they just put it back. Oh, they don't put it back. It's like they're you know with the intention of buying it. Whoa! Like they walk around the store with it. Exactly. And then, okay, so I'm gonna call this an open case. Yeah. Well, I hope you're ready for more uh, more crimes. Yeah. And I hope you're sitting down, Chris, and I hope you're sitting down so your Canadian listeners, future Dayfell's podcasting incident listeners, and the, if you're not already. Pickup truck, swan dives into swimming pool. That's sort of a beautiful uh, <laughs> sentence there. This from North Olmsted Police Blotter. OVI crash. What does OVI stand for? Operating vehicle uh, something, I'm guessing. Uh, Interstate 480. Interstate 480. You could probably get to Brunswick from there. Uh, an officer at 12.57 a.m. Oh, that's trouble time. February 25th, responded to a report of a car pulled off I-48 eastbound just west of Stearns Road. When the officer arrived, he noted a second nearby vehicle at the top of a hill in a grassy area off the Stearns Road exit ramp. A man without... Chris, be ready for it. I'm going to start the Mm. sentence over. Don't edit it. I'm just making sure you're ready. I'm so excited. A man without... A man without pants was walking around the car, unable to maintain his balance and seemingly disoriented, according to a police report. I was really hoping it was pants. I, you know, if it was shoes, that would have been really disappointing. Well, the way I see it, if you're walking around without pants at 12.57 a.m. off a highway, you better, you damn well better be disoriented. Mm-hmm. Uh, the man repeatedly asked to go home. 
That's sweet. There was significant damage to the man's car, including a torn off rear bumper, a, a, a missing front t- right tire, and a tree underneath the driver's side of the car. Whoa. The man in the first car said he was driving on the rain road when the suspect's on, oncoming car swerved onto the witness's side of the road. The witness performed a U-turn, followed the suspect's car, and called 911. The suspect's car slammed into a median on I-4... Are you following this? On I-480 yeah. eastbound near Stern's ricocheted across the highway and ended up on the hill near the exit ramp. The witness said he saw the man without pants, exit the car alone. However, the suspect told police he was not the driver and that his friend was driving, but had left to look for help. Heard that one before. Uh, I hope he the left sus- to look for pants. <laughs> That's always the hope. The suspect behaved erratically and slurred his speech. He refused to take an alcohol breath test. Police charged the man with operating vehicle while intoxicated. OVI refusal. We still don't know what that means. Probably could look it up. Driving under suspension and failure to control. Now, uh, the, the, there's a lot of fools in this story. Well, I guess there's the guy without pants. But the biggest fool in this story is me, Dave Hill. Because when I read pickup truck swan dives into swimming pool, it's clearly you can understand that sentence pretty easily. But I just read the words very quickly and I thought, a swan is involved in a crime I want to know more. That's what... Were you... As I was talking the whole time, be honest, were you waiting for a swan to get involved? Or did you know that wasn't No, no. I was figuring a truck was just ending up in a pool. I'm stupid. Okay. Well, that was still pretty good with the guy not having pants. So... Uh, OVI. Like- this is interesting, actually. OVI stands for Operating a Vehicle Impaired. Oh, they always but, come up with like new things. But it, that's, I think it's unique just to Ohio. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. Ohio's General Assembly amended the drunk driving slash DUI uh, statute to broaden the offense from driving under the influence to operating a vehicle impaired. The big difference hmm. is that operation does not require that the vehicle actually be moving. Held the Interesting. Vehicle. I'm, I'm getting this from Urban Dictionary, by the way. <laughs> it says, hell, the vehicle doesn't even have to be running so long as you are in the driver's seat and the keys are within reach. So, you know, if you're in the driver's seat, you don't have pants on, the cop comes up, then you could still, I guess, get in trouble. Wow. I don't even know if I want to get into this quote-unquote crime. Okay. But the headline is, Weed may not be hers, but it's in her purse. And I'm reading that. Is that does that seem like a, like when someone says, "Oh no, you didn't. We <laughs> yes. not be, be hers, but it's in her purse." It's yeah, from it's the middle kind of a, Heights police blotter. I feel like yeah, sassy. It's, a sass, it's a sassy title. Let's find out what happened. Middleburg Heights, Ohio. Beautiful this time of year. Turn signal. Pearl Road. What's with Pearl Road and crime? On a, an officer at 11.24 a.m. February 17th noticed that a motorist did not use a car's turret signal when entering Interstate 71. He stopped the car. The driver said she was confused by the road patterns when trying to turn into a gas station. I've been there. She said she also was confused due to an ambulance coming in the opposite direction. Same. She said that was why she did not use the turn signal. 
The officer noticed the odor of marijuana emanating from the car as she spoke. She said her dad and brother drive the car and smoke marijuana. She said if anything would be in the car, it would be marijuana. She said she does not smoke marijuana. The officer searched the car and seized a purple container found inside her purse. The substance was suspected marijuana. She said her brother had given it to her. She was cited for having marijuana and not using a turn signal. Well, you want to hear a crazy story? Okay, I mean, sure. It's kind of related to this. So, um, my wife might not like this, but apparently she got pulled over once driving her dad's car and Ron? got a ticket. Yeah, Ron got a ticket for um, like a similar thing, like not using her turn signal. And then she found later that her dad's gun was underneath the driver's seat. She had no idea. She didn't even know he owned a gun? She knew he owned a gun. She didn't know it was just, like, underneath the driver's seat. Wow. Yeah. So did she get busted? No, no, no. She just realized after. I guess maybe she was looking over the car or something, and she saw that. But that could have gotten her in some serious, serious Wow. Yeah. She could have been doing, I don't know. Hard time. Yeah, three to five. I don't don't even know. Hmm. Um... Man, but the well, I like I like that excuse. Oh no, my 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 brother and father use this car and they smoke marijuana, so that's why it smells like fresh marijuana in here. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. I would never. Um. Hmm. Well, wow. Well, Chris, I think we've given them a pretty good taste. Yeah. Of, that was a good uh, one. Of uh, the crime blotter. And uh, so Dave Hill's podcasting incident uh, includes the crime blotter. It, it includes includes interviews with scintillating guests. It includes, includes a dog. Me and uh, my dog in the background is now asleep. Sweet Lucy. It includes uh, Chris and I chatting about everything and nothing at all. It includes Canadian content, and it includes uh, sometimes sweet guitar solos. There'll be those, and uh, there's lots of echo. And lots of echo. We don't skimp on it. We paid for the echo machine. Let's use it. That's mm-hmm. the way I see it. Um, okay, Chris. Let's yeah. drive this home. Thanks to you, Chris Gersbeck. Thank you. And Dave thanks Hill. to Allison Moore. And thanks to all our listeners. And thanks to Maximum Fun uh, for letting us be a part of their magical empire. Go to MaximumFun.org for more on what those sickos are up to. Um this has been So You're Canadian with me, Dave Hill. And I'm not sorry. Uh, again, special episodes will, will be forthcoming. And we hope you join us every Friday at Dave Hill's Podcasting Incident, available wherever incredible podcasts are found, especially wherever you get So You're Canadian. So, um, Chris, mm-hmm. I'll let you take it from here and uh, add the explosion noises. Okay. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.